Hello and welcome to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Eve Giovanna, and together we're going to navigate this overwhelming modern world by discussing topics such as spirituality, mental health, enjoying your own company, and much more, all in the hopes that you can find some contentment and inner peace with your authentic self. Hello, lovely people. I hope you're all doing well. I have had a somewhat not so great week. Um, I've been quite overwhelmed, quite anxious. I don't know, I think it's because I've started this new job and i basically got no free time now and I don't have any time to do the things that I love and it's really bringing me down, to be honest. And I think the reason I'm talking about this is because now that I have like a bit of a platform and I've got somewhere where I can like express myself to a lot of people, I feel this maybe a little bit of responsibility sometimes to keep things upbeat and optimistic and positive because I want to inspire other people to feel upbeat, you know, optimistic, positive about life. But then I realised that I just think I want to show up on my platform, show up on social media in the most honest way that I can and if I'm being completely honest, this week has been quite hellish and yeah, I just want to be honest about that. I think a lot of the time as well when I do share how I am honestly feeling or if I've had like a not so great experience, other people are really grateful because they're like, you know, you're showing that it's normal to just go through periods where, you know, you're not having such a great time and it's okay and that things will get better. So this week I have had to show myself a lot of self-love because for me sometimes when I'm going through a difficult time like this I can have a tendency to get annoyed at myself for feeling you know like anxious or down when actually I need to be doing the opposite and I need to be like kind and caring and understanding towards myself when I feel like this and you know really look after myself really care for myself you know really love myself to give you a bit of an idea of how this episode is going to play out, I'm going to be talking about my journey to self-love and how I got to this place of basically loving myself, caring myself, um, really liking myself and like really being on my own side, being on my own team and how this has given me so much inner peace and how it has made my life so much better. So I thought I'd start with a little definition of what self-love is because I think self-love has a few different interpretations but I found this definition and I feel like this isn't going to encompass what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. So self-love is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological and spiritual growth. Self-love means having a high regard for our own well-being and happiness. Self-love means taking care of our own needs and not sacrificing our well-being to please others. Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. And that definition is by the Brain and Behaviour Research Foundation. Now for me, to get to this place of really genuinely loving myself and caring for myself, it definitely wasn't an overnight thing and it was a journey just like most things and for me it was like challenging narratives cultivating a mindset and like changing the beliefs that I had about myself so I think this journey started I would say about 
a year and a half ago maybe so I was feeling really like anxious and down and depressed and I rung the doctor to speak to them about this and you know the doctor was asking me questions to get a better picture of what was going on and he said to me when you look in the mirror do you actually like what you see do you actually like yourself and I was so shocked because when I thought about it it really made me think do I actually like myself and it really got me thinking about the relationship that I had towards myself so from that point I began to question, you know, the narratives that I had about myself and the things that I was saying to myself about myself. So one thing that I noticed was that I was holding myself to a really high standard and when I didn't meet this high standard, I wasn't exactly nice to myself or when I made a mistake, I would get really annoyed at myself or if I didn't do something that I said that I was going to do, I would, you know, be like really annoyed at myself. So for example talking about say exercise I would set really high goals and standards for exercise like I must go to the gym every day and then when I didn't meet this high standard I would be annoyed at myself and I would beat myself up about it so say I would have like a full day at work and you know I would have a really long hard day but I would have been planning to go to the gym after work or go to yoga or whatever it is but then I would get to the end of the day and I would be like so tired and exhausted and then I'd be like oh no I don't want to go to the gym today but then I would go home and then I would just sort of like be really annoyed at myself for you know not going to the gym but then not being like kind and patient and understanding towards myself about the fact that yeah I've just had a really long hard day and yeah fair enough I don't want to go to the gym and yeah maybe I don't want to go to the gym every single day after I've been to work. So I had this realisation that I was kind of setting myself up for failure by having these ridiculously high standards and unattainable goals. So the way that I changed this was I lessen my expectations and I lessen my standards for myself and I set myself realistic goals. So for example, going back to the exercise thing, I would just say to myself, look, if you go to the gym twice this week, that would be absolutely amazing and you should be so proud of yourself. And because I set this realistic goal and expectation, I was meeting it with a lot more ease and therefore it was a lot easier for me to, you know, be pleased with myself when I did meet these goals and to be fair a lot of the time I would surpass these goals and I would go to the gym like three or four times a week and then I would be like really really pleased and proud of myself and yeah I was just creating a much easier way for me to be proud of myself. Now another thing that I began to notice on this journey of self-love is that I wasn't being particularly kind or patient or understanding with myself when I made a mistake or I did something that I wasn't best pleased with or I didn't meet a goal or an expectation that I had for myself. I want to dive further into this because it has been something so important that I've had to learn on this journey to self-love. Now I know I've said in previous episodes before that we can't control our thoughts but what I find is really important when I am having these like negative thoughts about myself is well first of all not putting so much energy and attention towards them when I do have them 
And then secondly, sometimes challenging these thoughts. So not, you know, believing them when I do have them and almost saying to myself in my inner dialogue and even, you know, when I'm talking to myself out loud, because we all do that, I would say to myself, this is not true and this is just the thought. So for example, let's talk about social situations. So I think we've all had this before where we've been in a social situation and we've said something that we're kind of instantly regret as soon as we've said it. You know, it's not been anything particularly bad. It's just been something that's been slightly out of turn and, you know, you'll say it and you're instantly like, oh, I wish I didn't say that. So in the past, I would have, you know had a lot of like negative thoughts about myself afterwards you know being like oh you know you're not a nice person or that was a horrible thing to say and that would go along in my mind for you know a day or so afterwards and I would really beat myself up about it but now if something like that happens I'll just first of all you know you apologize to the person you say oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to say it like that or that wasn't how that was meant to come out and then in the time afterwards, when I'm having these negative thoughts about myself and I'm beating myself up, I'll, you know, ignore them or I'll just say, no, that's not true. I'm allowed to make mistakes. It's okay. You know, you are a good person because at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we are all going to make mistakes throughout our lives. We're never going to get to this point where we're completely you know, basically we're completely perfect and we don't make any mistakes. So I think for me as well, it has been accepting that, you know, I am going to make mistakes and when I do make them, that I just need to be kind and patient with myself and know that I'm going to learn and change and, and grow from my mistakes because I am a good person and it is okay. I wanted to mention this other story that really helped me change my perspective on like negative self-talk and how I treat myself. So this one time I was speaking to my sister and I told her about a mistake that I made and I said something about myself like, I can't remember exactly, but it was like, oh, I'm so stupid or I'm such an idiot. And then my sister was like, you know, you shouldn't talk to yourself like that because that is basically you telling yourself that you are those things. And it really just made me stop for a moment and think about how... I speak to myself and from that point on I've been making a conscious effort when I find myself you know out loud saying oh you know that was a stupid thing to do or I'm an idiot I stop myself because I do genuinely believe that the narratives that we tell ourselves are the narratives that we begin to believe. So I had mentioned in an episode before about this concept of um rewiring our neural pathways and basically if you didn't listen to the episode in our brain has these things called neural pathways and it's basically like the more we do something the more we can strengthen them so for example if you if you continuously talk to yourself in a negative way and you believe negative things about yourself you know like I don't know for example you think that you're stupid um you are strengthening that neural pathway and that and the more you will believe it whereas if you try and have like good self-talk so saying things like you know I'm intelligent I am kind you will strengthen those neural pathways so don't get me wrong it's 
it's not an overnight thing, but I do think that the more you like catch yourself out and the more you try and practice um, being like saying nice things to yourself and like being kind to yourself and pushing those positive narratives about yourself, the more you will believe them. Now, don't get me wrong. I definitely don't always believe these these good and positive narratives about myself. But I think that it is so important to just be consistent. And even when I'm having a day where I'm not feeling so good about myself, I find it so important to still try and push these narratives that are positive. Because say, for example, I do on a down day start pushing these narratives that are not so good about myself, then it is like creating a little bit of space for those negative narratives to grow and I honestly do think it is like a domino effect so yeah you've just got to try and be consistent with it and I do genuinely believe that when you are trying to push these like positive narratives about yourself consistently that it does really change the way that you think about yourself because genuinely now I'd say you know a few years ago a lot of the time I was so much more believing these like negative narratives about myself because I was just caught in this you know cycle of thinking negative things about myself but now I am so much more focused on these like positive good narratives about myself and I do genuinely believe them and I find myself automatically you know when I'm talking to myself in my inner monologue or you know out loud to myself I do find myself saying those positive narratives a lot more and I do find myself genuinely believing them as well. Now I wanted to touch upon this idea of being patient with yourself now I feel like patience is definitely one of those things that it is a skill that you have to learn over time and it does not come easily to many people, especially in the modern world because, as we all know, we live in a world of instant gratification and we're basically not taught patience. So having to, you know, be patient with yourself is not easy, but... I do believe it is so important that we practice the skill of patience with ourselves because we are going to make mistakes throughout our lives, like I said before. So, you know, we're going to get frustrated with ourselves and that is why it is so important to practice patience with ourselves. So, for example, this week I have had to be so patient with myself because um, when I go through these times of when I have like quite bad anxiety or I feel overwhelmed or I'm just having like emotional issues I do find it quite frustrating because you know I basically I just don't want I don't want to be experiencing anxiety like I just want to be enjoying my life but you know I've gotten to this point now with my mental health that I'm like it is so much better to be patient with myself when I'm having these feelings and being kind to myself rather than sort of just being like really angry and frustrated for myself having these feelings because it's not going to make the feelings go away it's just going to make me feel even worse about myself. So an example of me being patient with myself is you know reassuring myself soothing myself and being like 
it's okay to be anxious, it's okay to feel like this, life can be really hard sometimes and God, I'm getting a bit emotional thinking about it actually. I'm basically just trying to make this difficult time a little bit easier for myself by being patient and being kind with myself. I would also say another thing that I do that's a little bit more practical is when I'm journaling, I just like to almost reassure myself and say, you know, I've written about my day and my day's not been so great, but then I'll say to myself after I've written about my day, you know, it's okay that you've not had a good day. It's okay that you cried in the toilets like three times at work today. And yeah, just generally reassuring myself, being kind to myself about the difficulties that I have been having throughout that day. I just think as well that in the past, when I have been going through a time of quite a lot of anxiety or, you know, depression or just not having a good time with my mental health, I've definitely gone down the path of, you know, being like, why am I like this? And why can't I just get over how I'm feeling? And that has caused so much more inner conflict and frustration and made my feelings so much worse. So going down this path of being kind, being patient and showing myself so much love um, feels so much better and actually just makes that time a little bit easier. And sometimes I even believe it helps me get through it quicker because I'm not causing loads of frustration, excuse me, frustration and tension. And I'm I'm just sort of riding the wave. That's how I like to think of it. I'm riding the wave of emotion and I'm just like, this is going to be okay. Let's just ride the wave and get through it a little bit smoother instead of going against the wave. One exercise that I really like that I hear about all the time, but I think is just so amazing at giving you perspective about how you speak to yourself is when you're being unkind to yourself, say to yourself, would I say that to my best friend? And a lot of the time the answer is no and therefore you shouldn't say it to yourself because you should be treating yourself like your best friend and you should be caring towards yourself and loving towards yourself like you would a best friend. Okay so the next thing that I wanted to talk about which I found was so important in this journey to self-love is building self-respect. So I believe that self-respect is so important in loving yourself and caring for yourself And the way that, or one of the ways that I built self-respect is honouring myself and my boundaries and following through with what I was saying that I was going to do. So I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on boundaries, but let me give you a very good example of something that happened to me very recently where I had to be very firm with my boundaries. So someone from my past who has hurt me a lot has tried to come back into my life recently And they weren't like trying to barge into my life or demand anything from me, but they were seeing if I was like open to speaking again, open to like having contact again. Now, even though it would have brought me so much comfort allowing this to happen, I knew that it wasn't a good good idea because of the things that had happened in the past. So in the past, they'd, you know, like I said, they'd hurt me quite a lot and they'd stepped over my boundaries quite a lot and... I basically just let them walk all over me in my past life and, you know, I had like basically no self-respect and no boundaries when they were in my life previously. So 
I had this really strong gut feeling that I shouldn't let this happen. I shouldn't let them back into my life. So I had to listen to my gut instincts and say no, and it was not easy. But I think that by honouring myself, honouring my boundaries, definitely created some self-respect and it made me love myself just that little bit more. I do think sometimes, you know, caring for yourself, loving yourself, having like boundaries isn't always easy. It isn't always about getting your nails done, buying yourself flowers. It's about looking after your emotional health, putting yourself first, thinking about what is best for me. So this segues nicely into what I wanted to talk about next, which is people pleasing. I feel like I used to be quite a big people pleaser and a lot of the time I would put other people's wants and needs before my own because I didn't want to hurt people's feelings or I would feel guilty for putting my own wants and needs before other people's. So a really good example of this is social occasions. So I feel like in my past life I would always say yes to social occasions even if I was tired or if I just wasn't feeling up to it because I didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings, I didn't want to let somebody down. But then it got to the point where, you know, I would say yes all the time and then I would be really burnt out and exhausted and I wasn't meeting my own needs because of wanting to people please basically um now don't get me wrong I think sometimes it is nice to put other people first and you know help your friends help your family help your community but I think it is just all about finding that balance between sometimes putting other people's wants and needs first but then recognizing when you need to put yourself first so for me it for social occasions I've gotten quite good at being like, okay, well, you know, say my group of friends have like two social occasions of the week, I will just go to one of them and then I'm still going to the social occasion, enjoying myself, but then also putting my wants and needs first by not going to the other one. So it's just like a balance. What I've realised about people pleasing as well is that When you people please, you're sacrificing your own happiness for other people's pleasure and other people's happiness. And the people who really care about you don't want you to sacrifice your happiness for theirs because they value your happiness as well. So going back to my example about, you know, social occasions, don't get me wrong, you know, occasionally like my friend might be slightly disappointed that I wouldn't want to meet up with them, but... I think that they would much rather me not socialise socialise with them as much, but be like happy and content within myself. Okay, so switching it up slightly, I want to talk about trust and how important learning to trust myself and my instincts has been in creating self-love. So I feel like I had this realisation when I first started this journey of self-love that I didn't really trust myself and like my judgment and my instincts and I didn't trust myself to make decisions about my own life and I was always seeking out 
seeking out other people's opinions and advice. So for example, I would make a decision in my life, like I was going to quit my job and I would tell somebody, I would tell like a family member or a friend and they would slightly disagree with that decision and I would really question myself and not trust myself in that decision that I made. And I think this created a lot of discontentment within myself and it just made me realise that, God, I really don't trust myself to make decisions about my own life. So when I had this realisation that I didn't have a lot of self-trust, I made a conscious effort to start building trust within myself. And one of the ways that I did this was I started to listen to my gut instincts and like my physical body. So a good example of this is when I was working as a teaching assistant, a lot of people said to me, you know, you should become a teacher. That's a really good idea because it's a good career and you'll make good money and you'll be really good at it. And logically, that made a lot of sense. And it on the surface, it seemed like a really good decision. But I had this feeling inside my gut that was like, I don't want to do that. And it just didn't sit right with me whenever I spoke to it about somebody. I just got this feeling like in my stomach, you know, like when people say, oh, you just get that gut feeling. I just, yeah, I just had this gut feeling that I was like, no, that just doesn't feel like the right path for me. And even though I was going against like logic and what seemed like a really sensible, good choice, I just knew, I just had to trust myself that I knew that that wasn't the right path for me. And I think it's been about two or three years since I've been a teaching assistant and I completely stand by that decision and I was totally right my gut instincts were right that that just wasn't the path for me that that's not what I wanted you know another thing that was so important for me in building trust in making decisions about my own life was and it sounds so simple but thinking about what is it that I actually wanted with my life what do I value what do I want to prioritize what do I want out of life? And if you feel lost and confused and you're not really sure what your values are and you're not really sure what you want in life, then I would advise reading this article on the Minimalist website and it's about how to understand your values more. And basically, once you understand your values, you understand more of the direction that you want to go in life. And therefore, when you know your values, you you trust yourself more to make your own decisions. Okay, so I'm going to finish the podcast with reading out some responses that I got from a sticker I put out on my Instagram story. So the sticker was, how do you practice self-love? And one of the first responses was swimming and showering. Yeah, totally. I feel like for so many people, exercising, moving your body, looking after your body is so important for self-love. And I don't know, I think by exercising, you're releasing all of those feel-good hormones and it just makes you feel really good about yourself. And I feel like with showering is a form of self-care because it's like, I don't know, you're saying to yourself, I am going to look after my body by doing this. 
Okay, so my next response was, I try to look after myself, both body and mind, but not sure I've ever experienced or practiced self-love. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, like I was saying before, the core of self-love is looking after your body and looking after your mind. And there's so many different ways to do that. It's very personal to everybody. And my next response was, by taking a walk in nature almost every day, I feel like that's the same, you know, it's like just knowing what makes you happy, knowing what makes your body and mind happy. I'm the same in that to look after myself, I have to go for a walk in nature every day because I know that it'll make me feel happy. I know that it'll make me release those feel-good hormones. Okay, so my next response was, by letting myself rest when I need it and keeping away from people who don't care about me. Wow, yeah, totally relate. I think that, you know, really loving for yourself and caring for yourself is having those boundaries and saying no to people when you know that there is the potential that they could hurt you in some way. And for me, I found that every time I've said no to somebody, I mean, don't get me wrong, this doesn't happen all the time, but when I do say no to somebody and show my firm boundaries I'm showing to myself that I respect myself in a way and I've found that each time I have been firm with my boundaries when it comes to people my respect for myself grows more and more and I feel like right now I'm in a very good place of having a lot of self-respect. Okay so that's it for the responses and that is it for the episode but I just wanted to finish by saying one last thing that I feel like cultivating self-love takes time and practice but it is possible and when you do get to this place of really loving for yourself and caring for yourself amazing things can happen. Okay so yeah hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm new to this world of podcasting, generally putting myself out there on social media. So if you have any comments, feedback or questions, please contact me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. So my handle is evegiovanna underscore, that's E-V-E-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A underscore. And if you found value or enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you shared this with a friend or left a review.